<laughs> How about a little energy there, Jared? What kind of energy? Uh, a little dubby energy, perhaps? Uh, for those of you who don't know, we are partnered with W Energy. That is W.GG. You can use our promo code POI and SOY. That's P O I N S O Y for 10% off your order. You support them, you support us. Hey, we got to shout them out before we get to the intros, but I'd like to thank you for coming back to another episode of your favorite basketball podcast. This is After the Buzzer. I'm your co-host, Kearney McKeegan. With me, as always, Jed Shirai, Nolan Shank. Say what's up to the pod, boys. What's up? What's up? We're a mess today, everybody. Did everybody not take their W today? Hey, we had a long weekend. It's like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't take any. Uh, it's It's been a day. Yes. Actually, yes, it's been a week in general. I was like, a lot of work this week, so trying to save up for that Vegas trip. Anyway, uh, moving on from that, uh, today's episode should be short and sweet. I mean, we got not that much to talk about. It's just strictly Team USA basketball. Um, so we're going to talk about some of the games that did occur while we were on our little bit of a hiatus, because it feels like it's been forever since we did a podcast. I feel like no? it's been a while. <laughs> Yeah, maybe because we did last ones early. I don't know. Anyway, so um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about Team USA taking on Greece in an exhibition game, and then they took on Germany in in another exhibition game after that. Um, I'm going to start off with Greece. Nolan, throwing it over to you first. What kind of stood out to you from what you got to see for the Greece game? um, It's going to rain. It's going to rain. That's it. Just kidding. No. Um, I mean, hey, another dominant performance by USA against teams that necessarily don't have a lot of talent coming forward into these exhibition matches. Um, but I do think that once again, we get a nice spread of offense. Uh, obviously Anthony Edwards is kind of, he's kind of showing up as the guy that maybe team USA is going to be really looking at as one of the top guys that bring onto the roster for the Olympics because 21 mm-hmm. points. And then I know, I know Jared will get into it. I believe he finished with 34 in the Germany game. Yep. 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 Um, yep. But yeah, great spread of offense. Fun thing I like is that um, the highest rebounder was Josh Hart. You know, it's the, the biggest thing that we, we kind of look out for him is he's this guy who plays great defense. He's the 3 and D guy. But if you watch him during the regular NBA season, this dude gets like nine rebounds a game, like consistently. Mm-hmm. So I think this could be a, I wouldn't say it's going to be a sure thing at all that he's going to be in the USA team. But hey, mm-hmm. if you need someone that's going to be a hustle and D player, Josh Hart might be that guy. What are you laughing at, Cody? I'm so distracted by your shirt right now because it has like this fuzzy, like. Oh, the lines? Yeah, Jared, do you see that? It's, it's yeah. bothering me. I don't know it's why. like, um, he's like I'm a like, chandelier or something. I can't, yeah, yeah like I, can't even, I can't even listen to you talk. I'm just like watching the line, just like, do this. <laughs> anyway, continue on. What were you saying oh about basketball? <laughs> we were talking about basketball? Basketball? We're talking about basketball? Practice? No, just kidding. Anyway, keep um, going. But yeah, great spread of offense. You know, Austin Reeves, Jaron Jackson, both with 11. You have Cam Johnson coming in with 13. Macau Bridges, 10 points. Um, I think literally every guy who stepped on the floor was able to contribute in a, an efficient way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that overall, things are rolling really nicely for these guys. Uh, we know we, we had our kind of statements before when they first started their showcase and exhibition games that they did look a little slow out the gate and kind of getting used to each other, playing with each other. But by all means, I mean, I know they had a little bit of, um, I wouldn't say struggle, but they had a little bit more competitiveness going on in the Germany game. 
Um, I think Greece was a kind of good way to showcase their actual chemistry that they've built together, really get the, the schematics that the coaches have put forth for Team USA. Um, overall, great showing. My boy Austin Reeves showing out once again in his own way. I love it. I like how you added that in his own way. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's not going to be like yeah, the yeah, highest I score. Mean, but... In the Austin Reeves way, I got you. Uh, throwing it over to you, Jared, what did you kind of see from Greece? Um, obviously, it was, you know, I don't think they really, like, had their A game going on. They don't have their mains playing the game or whatever. But um, just in general, what did you see from kind of Team USA in that game? And did you see kind of anything that stood out from you for that, for our team specifically? I think I would say the efficiency that they had. I feel like they shot for a really good percentage. Um, and you kind of look at how many shots everybody's taking besides. And I think only Cam Johnson took 10 shots. Mm-hmm. Other, than, other than that, it was very well spread. Um, the, uh, they shot way over 50%, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see their three-point shooting maybe get up a little bit as far as like it's not as uh, it's just under 50 but uh, not really under 50 but it's like 42 but at the same mm-hmm. time you still want a, a good percentage from out there especially if as they're moving the ball around not really being as ball dominant besides yeah. like we said with Anthony Edwards I mean for me that's what it is and 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 I think Nolan put it perfectly for the Greece game at least it, all that mattered was that they came they came in took care of business showed that they're uh, established their dominance and showed that they're they're legit because if they came in and this game was close man it it would have been going into Germany. I think it would have been a big different game, yeah. a really different game in that regard. As Is there well a as, yes, Costa like you said, it would play? I have no I idea. Not gonna lie, I don't. I was like, I, I didn't keep up on who or why he didn't play. I just know gotcha. he didn't play. Yeah. yeah. It's like honestly, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it's. I feel like relative to the talent that they probably bring. It's not like he's much of an upgrade of everybody that they got on the team. I so. mean, he, I think he's better than uh, Dances. The Nasis? No, I'm just joking. Danasis? Danasis? Thanos. Yeah, Thanos. I think he's way better than Thanos. Yeah, I mean, in general, I think for the Greece game, I mean, one, we kind of saw them do like the spread offense a lot more, which was something that we've been saying they're going to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't have to rely too heavily on their starters. You could see, like, even with Jaron Jackson Jr., I mean, he played 10 minutes out of the game. He played less minutes than Walker Kessler. So they did have their second unit out there for a majority of the game, which mm-hmm. was something that was super interesting to me. And I think the good part of that is, like, with every um, team, especially in the NBA, it's like if your second unit can kind of at least keep even keel with the with the starters, they don't have to, like, outplay them. They don't have to be – you know what I mean? But if they could just kind of keep it – consistent throughout where whenever their minutes are up i mean honestly that's that's the most you can yeah. expect from them and on top of that obviously you know elephant in the room Giannis wasn't playing so you know yeah. we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens when they actually the get room. to like <laughs> uh, but we'll see what happens when they get to like the you know meaningful games yeah. um, for greece or when they do play greece again but gonna swing it back around to you jared because they did play Germany. Obviously, there's a guy there that I think for you specifically, um, you kind of pointed out as being like one of the guys that will most definitely make the roster if, you know, they do happen to get all the influx of guys from the NBA wanting to play in the uh, actual um, Olympics next year um, in Anthony Edwards. He had a phenomenal game against Germany. 
literally brought the team back. So I'm curious to you, what did you kind of see from there? I know you got a chance to watch the highlights. What was some stuff that stood out to you? Um, I mean, it really showed how we need to grow as a team because as far as like when you watch the actual game and I was watching it, like I said, you said, I only watched the highlights, but as I was watching the scores and everything and watching what they're doing and, mm-hmm. you know, to be down that much against a team like Germany, I mean, I'm not saying Germany's a pushover team, but at the same mm-hmm. time to be down what, 10, 10 plus points at one point, um, Man, it shows that, A, we have good resilience, but at the same time, we're giving up. I feel like they give up a little bit of easy baskets in that regard mm-hmm. as far as, like, um, the miscommunication or the the knowing when to switch or coming up and under screens, little things mm-hmm. like that. But, I mean, the resilience, like like I was saying, is just understanding who's the man and who, who's hot. And it's mm-hmm. been Anthony Edwards, Nolan said it, uh, as far as, like, emerging as a leader, as emerging as the guy for them. Uh, I think for him, like, for me, that, that was the guy. You know, I said that's the guy that's probably gonna do it. Um, he was my gonna be most improved player as far as like, yeah. uh, as as coming out in the league of uh, mm-hmm. the NBA season. And I mean, he's just kind of carrying it forth until now. I mean, in, in regards to that, I would say honestly, Halliburton showed up, shot really well. You know, five or seven, three or four, shot three for three from the uh, free throw line. And mm-hmm. Austin Reeves, I mean. Austin Reeves doing like like Nolan said, Austin Reeves things, and I mean that's yep. that's awesome because you see it on both sides of the ball. I mean if if he's doing it on the the other on the defensive side of the ball, I think it helps. It only helps the energy for the offensive side of the ball, not just for him, but for the team in general when they mm-hmm. get stops, um, little things like that. I, I noticed like a lot of the minutes as far as like Ingram only getting fifteen minutes. You know, it's not because he was in foul trouble. He yeah. was one of six, you know. Uh, even like Banchero, I mean, Banchero was good in the post. I'm looking at this, this is horrible though. He's 0 4 for the free throw line. Yeah, buddy, get in the gym. Shoot some free throws, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean on, on the other side on the other side of that, like he's getting steals, he's getting you blocks, he's he's doing the other little things, like the mm-hmm. little things that don't really show in the stat line as much. I mean, yes, he ha- it shows here, but like like we said, he's that Draymond guy. And the more minutes that he plays, because I feel like he didn't play a whole lot of minutes in the Greece game either. Like they rested him a lot too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're trying to go to this as their starting lineup, uh, just because it was a bigger um, Germany team, a little more physical Germany team, mm-hmm. uh, where they wanted to see how everybody else matches up with it. But uh, my biggest surprise, though, is uh, man Jalen Brunson. I feel like I don't know. Sometimes it's 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 streak. It's so streaky with him for me. Yeah. On both sides of the ball, like and and I, I, I'm wondering if that's why he, you know, he only played 15 minutes in that regard. And man, it's just they need to find that happy medium that he gets his offensive. I mean, it's not like he played horrible offensively. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't mm-hmm. horrible, but it wasn't like Jalen Brunson's numbers or the presence that he has on that side. Because if he's not doing it on that side of the ball, then on the other side of the ball, you know, he's not he's not the biggest guy. He's not. I would say he's the best defender. So, I mean, what what is he really doing to, like, give you a, say, a little edge on any other team? So, yeah. yeah. For me, that's kind of where I'm at with, with that Germany game. But it was a good game, man. Yeah. It was, it was a good a very, game. It was, it was definitely a good game. Um, throwing it over to you, Nolan, I think um, Jay kind of summed it, summed it up pretty well as far as, like, what happened throughout the game. But I'm kind of curious for you because now looking through the minutes, looking through who got to play, there was a lineup that they used pretty prevalently as prevalently especially near the end of the game when they were mm-hmm. kind of down trying to make the comeback run um i believe they had tyrese halliburton starting at the point guard so Jalen brunson was sitting and they had Mikel bridges they had uh paulo blanchero and they had jaron jackson jr so 
What are your thoughts on Did that Reeves unit? Finish the game? Oh yeah, I mean he he was in there he was in there mixing it in with um mm-hmm. with Paulo Blanchero, so they were in and out at the same time. But that's why Paulo's minutes were a little bit up yeah. during that time too. But anyway, so with the with that unit kind of being out there, what are your kind of thoughts on them as a unit? First and foremost, like why they're being used in the kind of clutch moments of the game, and second, mm-hmm. what kind of stood out to you about like the dispersion of the minutes for this game specifically? Um, no, I think the biggest thing is you know who's working for or who's working well for us at the time, mm-hmm. right time, right. Um, I think that Anthony Edwards obviously was going to be the guy that's finishing the game. He's going to supposed to be the one that's out there if he's bringing us back from a deficit and making us push towards getting that win. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to really look at what's what's the biggest thing that can work for them? And you kind of look at how Germany kind of played us. They played a lot more sized, I guess you could say. I think Franz and Mo are a lot. They're, they're more fundamental, traditional players, but yeah. they have bigger size and they out-rebounded us, out-offensive rebounded us. So it's a matter of kind of who's going to be in the trenches when it matters. Like you obviously, Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm surprised they didn't kind of run more of Paolo because they needed the size. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the... It really depends on who's working because Bobby Portis has been getting a lot more minutes the previous games, and all of a sudden he wasn't working well out for whatever the scheme was. And mm-hmm. they sat him. He only had eight minutes. So I think for them, finding the right closing team or lineup is very important. But mm-hmm. it, like all sports, like all games, it's going to be subjective to what they're playing against. And I think for them, this yeah. one – they made the right choices in the last crunch time. So it's going to change. I, I've, I'm, I have no doubt about that. It's definitely going to change from game to game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you sitting out Brandon Ingram, you're sitting out Brunson, and it's for a really apparent reason. Like they just mm-hmm. weren't in it. And I'm not saying that they're not going to be consistent, but it's just, you know, it just wasn't their game. And you have to make sure you're running with what you can. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Steve Kerr. I think he made the right adjustments, especially yeah. in that second half. Um, obviously, with, with the unit that we kind of mentioned, especially with Austin Reeves in there, it's a very defensive-minded unit, like a mm-hmm. very um, – they like yeah. to get out and transition a lot. So I think that showed because once we started getting it to that mode where we didn't need to run traditional bigs at that time because they were just getting out of transition and outrunning yeah. the other team, um, I think that that unit definitely stood out in my mind. Um, I was curious to ask you this question because, I mean, I, I know you're obviously a Laker fan, obviously a big fan of Austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your – give me a comp for Austin Reeves' ceiling right now. Like, what do you think his ceiling is? Because I feel like the disparity in how people view him, because there's yeah. a lot of people who are like, he's just another Caruso. Mm-hmm. And then there's the opposite side that are like, he's like the next coming of – who for uh, you? He look. All jokes aside, mm-hmm. Austin Reeves is never going to be an elite. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's Kobe. <laughs> he's never going to be, be a, an elite guy in the league. He's going to be. I an thought name. that's what I was leading because he's no, like. Uh, all no, jokes he, aside, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, um, sorry. No, but really, like you really think about it, he's going to be one of those guys where everyone respects him, everyone understands his game. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying this is who his, his comparison is, but he's going to be like Jamal Crawford, where he's not going to be necessarily the top tier guy in the league. But when he yeah. steps on the court, you're going to give him his due respect. Mm-hmm. And I think his ceiling, in my opinion, and he's a little more agile, but I think his his ceiling is Gordon Hayward, prime Gordon Hayward. He can maybe 
flirt with being an all-star at some point if he maybe goes to another team and mm-hmm. is the head honcho there. But that's going to take some years, and that's going to take him kind of continuing to build his game because you, as a what third-year player this coming season, I think it's just just, like I, it's his, funny because I hadn't even heard of him the first year. Yeah. So yeah, the second year was like, more like his yeah. third year playing, and then he's gonna mm-hmm. he was averaging what fourteen three and four as mm-hmm. a sec as a sophomore in the in the year next to Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Schroeder, all these guys. Now he's probably going to get a lot more looks on the court, a lot more um, usage rate. So he has the opportunity to continue to build on that. But I mm-hmm. think it's going to be really dependent on him. And I, 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 I mean, I'm pretty sure Gordon Hayward is a, a decent kind of structure for him to work look towards. Yeah, I like that count. That's a nice kind of <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I was like I was like waiting to say that for like a whole minute and a half. Oh, like <laughs> um, anyway. Nice um, before we kind of before we kind of bounce out of this conversation, I think that wraps up kind of what we saw from both games very well. Um, I think the last little like thing I want to uh, actually ask both of you is like, has your opinion changed on who will make the team? If they do, for instance, go all out in 2024 um, for the um, Olympics, throwing it over to you first, Jared, anybody that stands out to you as far as like who you think will not make it that you thought will make it? Or is there anybody that you think will make it that you didn't think would make it? I mean, I said Ann and Austin, and I think they're still in that running. Mm -hmm. They they show up every game. They do their job. Uh, I'm going to go with Nolan on this one. I like Halliburton. Like in this big in this Germany game, like he really did step up and like show mm-hmm. his worth. Uh, like I said, shooting for good percentages, just being like a knockdown guy for them, and just being there in the clutch. Uh, you, you know, your name gets called in that in that last minute to to hey, let's get a comeback here, let's bring mm-hmm. us back, let's let's take this game home. And he did. It was flight or flight, and he fought his way through it. And I think, I, in my in my opinion, he earned my respect in that regard. So yeah. I, I'll put his I'll put his name in there. You know, as somebody who surprised me through it, mm-hmm. uh, I know he was already on Nolan's list, but at the same time, like, if I only had to pick two because we're star-studded already, like, I, I wouldn't mind throwing I mean, his like name I into say, that I there. think if other people stood out, you could really, like, put him yeah. there. I mean, I'm sure exactly. if they if they impress enough, yeah. they have to make the team, right? You can't just, like, ixnay mm-hmm. some guy who was playing yeah. out of his mind. So, um, throwing over to you, Nolan, anybody <laughs> up or down as far as, like, who you think might or might not? I said it before. I I think it's kind of being more cemented now. Bi is not going to make the final roster. Mm-hmm. Um, Brunson may be a reserve guy on the final roster at this point because he does have his up and down showings. But mm-hmm. you know, we've all, all all kind of theorized if they come out with a lot more vets coming in to maybe do one last run. Steph mm-hmm. maybe coming in to do a USA Olympic. He's going to be kind of pushed down the totem pole. So I think that he may be. On the cusp right now, it really depends on who the final clientele are going to be. Um, but the main ones that I'm still sticking with are Jaron and Tyrese and maybe Reeves, just because Reeves has proven to be, like we said, you can drop him into any lineup and he's going to operate perfectly within whatever the the operation is. So, I mean, I think those are the main the four LeBron, that are on, right? He's already going to play with him for right? a whole year. I think so he's those already four in the system. Are the safe ones. And I mean, I would actually really. As, as long as he shows a little more in the next coming games, I would love to have Bobby Portis as like a reserve or bench guy coming in second unit. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think he can kind of operate as that, that gritty down low post, especially when we mm-hmm. come to the, 
the bigger European teams or foreign teams that want to kind of body us up. And I think that he he's that guy that's going to kind of show out for that. Yeah. That's, uh, I was like, I like that take. I think he's one of those guys that it's funny because like we talked about before, especially when I'm like thinking about like Cat, another guy, you know, who's playing for, what did you guys say? You guys said Dominican, Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's not a lot of options with the bigs um, in the league as far as like who could still make Team USA. So I'm still riding with the JJJ. Um, the other one, my kind of hot-ish take would be maybe they might take a chance on pulling Paolo up because um, <laughs> just because he's a younger guy who they might be able to like, you know, mold into like being yeah. you know, a, a mainstay no, on like the that. team. The, yeah. the thing is, it really depends on what we want our identity to be. Like, yeah, yeah. For example, yeah. you look at these these two big guys that we have on the team. One of them, mm-hmm. obviously, is not getting a lot of shine. Walker Kessler. I like the way he plays. He's a traditional big back to the basket. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you have Paolo, who's kind of he'll turn face you and then try to make a move off of that. Yeah. Are we trying to go with more? Not, I wouldn't say iso ball, but you know, giving each player once they get the ball, rock in their hands, they're going to be able to operate in their own kind of shiftiness yeah. and then move the ball. Or we're going to try to operate like a traditional team because a lot of these other foreign teams do operate in a more traditional sense, not so so yeah. much flashy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know those between those two guys, obviously, I take Paolo, but it really mm-hmm. just depends on what they want to look for once we come down to it. Yeah, and I think the other thing that kind of stood out to me as far as like thinking about the construction of the team if they do have the big dogs kind yeah. of come in is like really like. Out of the bigs, I think you're going to have Bam. You know what I mean? Bam's yeah, for sure right, going to be right. there. Uh, JJJ. I mean, I don't know. It's just it, like it traditionally, it feels like that we never really ever get like a. I mean, way back we had like the Dwight's, but now it's like mm-hmm. we're just going with like Chandler. Yeah, we get like the now guys who just kind of weird athletic ones. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. Why, I think that's why they may lean that way only because I just that that's my hot take. So I mean, we'll see. I'm so curious to see when that roster finally comes out. I will definitely react to it, but I think that'll do it for uh, what we got to see out of Germany and Greece. This is a fantastic short little pod about uh, Team USA basketball. We'll get into more of it probably in the next coming weeks um, as they ramp up towards the games that actually mean something. Um, but yeah, you'll check us out next, probably in Las Vegas, hopefully live in some sort of I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we logistically can make this work. But anyway, uh, that'll do it for us here on your favorite basketball pod. As always, it has been a pleasure. It's been a joy from all of us here at Point Soy. Good vibes and love, everybody. Bang, bang. Shoots.